Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, welcome back to Living Box Free. We're so glad you're here. I'm Ashleen. And I'm Becky. And today we are going to be talking about getting outside your comfort zone and why that's important. What even is a comfort zone? Why do we have a comfort zone? All the things. I'm excited. It'll be fun. But first, the hardest question of our entire week. (laughs) Becky, what's on the rise for you this week? 100% true the hardest question. (laughs) If you guys could see us before the podcast, Ash and I are like, what is on the rise? (laughs) This week, I had the most delicious ice cream. And I have not had ice cream in like real, real sugar ice cream in a long time. Dairy ice cream. It was so good. It was salted, salted Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream. Wow. And I just, my taste buds were dancing. It was so good. It was called, uh, oh my gosh, what was it called? The ice cream place. It was like happy, happy little man ice cream place or something like that. I almost bought a bib. They had bibs that said like happy <laughs> little man. or children? Uh, medium. For medium sized people. <laughs> medium they were bigger people. than most of our kids' okay. bibs, but okay. it was not. Like gonna cover much on an adult. Okay. I should have put it around my neck to see if it fit. I just wasn't sure if you were gonna buy it for you or you're gonna buy it for I would have bought it for Sawyer. Okay. I'm just yes. trying to understand. But the when situation. I go, Oh my gosh, Tristan, look at this. He didn't think it was as cool as I did. Oh, rants. <laughs> okay, what's on the rise for you? <laughs> uh I went on vacation recently, which I think I already talked about. And in order to do that, I had to buy a new bathing suit, which meant that I needed to buy some new clothes and I bought some new clothes. Actually, wait, have I talked about this on here? Now that I'm realizing, have I talked about my decision? To move away from skinny jeans? No. It happened very suddenly. Oh my gosh. Very, very suddenly. I was just done with skinny jeans. And mostly I've been continuing to wear them because I don't have other pants. Yes. I've had two pairs of pants for the last two and a half years. And they're both skinny jeans. And I just was over it. I was trying to play on a playground at, over my lunch break. It was the only time we were doing like a staff retreat. It was the only time I could move around that whole day. And I just felt like it was so hot in these jeans and they were so mm-hmm. tight and I couldn't climb on the playground and I was so mad. And so after work that day, I went to Athleta, Athleta, I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. how do you uh, say that? Ath- Athleta, I think. Ath- I've never been Athleta. there, but I know what you're talking about. Anyway, I dropped 200 bucks on pants. They have jeans? No. Oh. <laughs> I did I not like, buy jeans. <laughs> I thought they just had workout clothes. Yeah. I yeah. just bought pants. I bought nice. like uh, nice joggers. They have nice Ooh. joggers there. And I went, I was meeting some friends at a restaurant and I went to the restaurant and changed my pants in the bathroom and threw my (gasps) jeans in the trash. You did? I did. Oh, that's awesome. I still have the other pair because they aren't quite as annoying as the first pair was, but I just, I just was over it. Anyway, so I got some new clothes. Is it true that skinny jeans are old people now? Old people clothes? Yeah. I mean, they're not really in style, (laughs) but the thing is what they're calling not skinny jeans are still more skinny jeans than like what we would have worn when we were growing up. Yeah. So... Uh, yes. Well, maybe I should update my jeans Perhaps. games. Eh, I'm still just working. Or you could just get some nice joggers, joggers like I did. <laughs> yeah, I like that better. Anyway, that's my story. Yeah. All right. Well, getting out of those tight jeans, just like we're going to get out of our comfort hey. zone. Hey, <laughs> segways. We're so good. <laughs> uh, first off, what inspired this podcast? I know that you've heard us talk about handstand walking and 
me saying yes to a competition, which required handstand walking and I couldn't. And Ash and I have been taking lessons and have walked. We're very consistent with two steps. Yes, very consistent. (laughs) Sometimes five. It takes about eight steps to get eight feet. Yeah. Not as consistent on that. However, I, so I, this competition came, it happened and I am a competitive person and it was a very, and like me internally, I'm competitive. And this competition was the most elite, highest competition I've ever gone against. It's the worst I have ever placed in a competition. And I have never felt so proud after a competition. Hmm. And when I reflected back on this, it was called Fittest in the Fall event that I did with these amazing athletes who kicked my butt and could handstand walk circles around me. The moments that stood out to me the most, I, I had to do movements I'd not done in years. I did GHD sit-ups and I hadn't done those in over four years. And I needed to clean and jerk my one rep max multiple times. And I didn't think I could do that, but you did. And I did. And handstand walk, I did handstand walk. It wasn't far enough. However, what was so cool, it was crazy. You had these amazing athletes kicking my butt. However, you had me over there struggling. And when I would hit my clean and jerk at 165, everyone just went wild. Yeah. And when I walked five feet on my hands and it goes a no <laughs> rep, everyone went wild. Yeah, because you did it. And I just like, I've never been so taken over by emotion and just, gosh, I did not want to do this comp because I didn't think I was good enough. Yeah. And I said yes, and my team was not in the top half, but I just felt so great pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, forcing myself to grow, and I didn't do it on my own. I had Ash helping me. I had other people who partnered up and trained with me that showed me, okay, Becky, you can clean and jerk 165 multiple times, and we're going to practice, and you're going to do it. And that experience, I haven't been in that type of zone in a long time. I feel like, especially with the pandemic, I've been working my normal job. I've gotten that, gotten the ropes of that. It feels, it's kind of like when you take a a class in school and you're like, I don't really have to do my, I don't have to study that much for this test. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I've kind of been in that zone where it's like, I don't have to study that much. I can show up and I do study, but I could probably put in, you know, I've, I've done this enough. I feel like I know how to do it well. And this competition was not that case. Uh, I had to really study and I had to do my homework and I did do things I'd never done before. And it came from getting outside of my comfort zone. Ash can attest to this. When we went to our first handstand walking personal training and she said, do a handstand. My face said one thing. It was panic. (laughs) Yes, that is absolutely true. And then I made Ash go first (laughs) because I was so scared to kick up not having a wall or a spotter. So long story short, that's why we're talking about comfort zones because I just have, I still have this high, this feeling from doing things I didn't think I could do. And I wouldn't have ever even attempted them if I wouldn't have said yes to this opportunity. Yeah. And I am so proud of you. Well, thank you. You were one of the people who believed in me and one of the reasons I said yes. Excellent. And then panic. (laughs) And then panic. (laughs) And then panic. Afterwards. Okay, so that's what inspired this podcast. This is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, there's actually three different zones. And there's, there's some research, and we'll reference a few, a few folks who've researched this. That we're going to talk about three different types of zones, and then what's the ideal zone for growth. And then finally, we're going to talk about 
Why should you get into this ideal growth zone? What are the benefits? Let's first talk about what is a comfort zone. You've probably heard of this. But if we were just saying like bare bones, what's the definition? It's a place or situation where one feels safe or at ease without stress. Hmm. My house is a comfort zone. Yeah. Usually after I baby proofed. Now it's a comfort <laughs> zone. It was not for a little bit. <laughs> when all those electrical outlets were an option. Yeah. Not Sharp so object. <laughs> Sharp object. Where did that come from? <laughs> so a place, once again, uh, where you feel at ease without stress. There, there are actually, when uh, I was doing some research about getting outside your comfort zone, there, and we'll, we can link, I've got the article link in here. Uh, there's some science that talks about actually breaking it down where researchers have said there's three different zones, and we're going to talk about those. And it, I mean, it's not bad to be in each of these three zones, but one of the three is the ideal space for optimal growth. So zone number one is actually called slow growth. And this is something I think a lot of us do commonly. We don't even realize it. This is the zone where you can do something new and different and you can figure it out on your own. Mm. You don't need a coach. You don't need someone to be there and support you. This is where basically it's the DIY uh, (laughs) type of comfort zone. You've still not done it before, but you can figure it out. Some examples. When I got our new car seat for our little dude, I YouTubed how to install it just to make sure I was doing it right. Yeah. And then, yep, great YouTube. I can find lots of things on there. I got that sucker strapped in tight, safety first. Another one, reading directions. You might get a new kitchen appliance. I know Instapots are hot. What, what? Make my rice (laughs) in an Instapot. Reading instructions. I can figure that out on my own. I had to assemble a stand for a photo booth last night, and I read the directions. And it took me a while, but I figured it out. Yeah. And and this the cool thing about this zone, like you're still learning, uh, but eventually you'll reach a point where you you aren't learning anymore necessarily. Like I installed the car seat, or you made the photo booth, and you're done. That learning's over. Right. Yep. Uh, any other examples you can think of? I think of reading. Yeah. I mean, I'm I do a lot of this at my job. I pick up tasks or even using different software. I end up using a lot of different software that I've never used before, and I my preferred method is just to figure it out as I go. Mm -hmm. And if I can't figure it out as I go, then I usually blame the software. I'm like, it's because it's not (laughs) (laughs) user-friendly. But yeah, Yeah. I do a lot of that. Yep. And this zone, it's, it's a good, it's good to be in this zone. However, it's not where you get the most growth, right? You are comfortable. You don't feel when we read, read that definition in comfort zone, you feel at ease. You don't feel as much stress most of the time. In these situations, you're like, I can figure this out. You feel confident. There's not a lot of stress involved. So that is our first zone. That first zone is called slow growth. Second zone. This is the destructive anxiety zone. (laughs) So the pendulum has swung. You've gone from being able to figure it out on your own to now the other side where it is so far outside your comfort zone that it causes you high anxiety. (laughs) High anxiety. Um, This is like handstands. Yes. Yes. Like that (laughs) panic that I had when we went to our first handstand personal training session. Uh, One of the people who are researchers who put these different zones together, um, Robert Yerkes and John Dodson discovered this zone in 1908. And basically, it's a zone. We call it destructive anxiety because that anxiety can impede performance. Mm -hmm. It can actually 
that stress can overtake your ability to really pull on your strengths. And it's almost like that self-destruction, like, oh my gosh, I'm, this, I'm so anxious and stressed. I'm just going to quit now. Right. So I can understand that. I th- For whatever reason, just with my schedule right now, Friday mornings have turned into just a get stuff done morning. Mm-hmm. And then I tend to feel like, oh no, am I going to get everything done? And the more stressed about it I get, the the less I get done. So that totally yes. makes sense to me that it would work that way with the comfort zone too. Yep, exactly. Any other examples you can think of where you've tried something and it was so far outside your comfort zone? Well, I think a lot of times that level of anxiety keeps people from even trying it in the first yes. place. But if you do try it, then yeah. I mean, there are, there are lots of things that the best way to be good at them or to learn how to do them is just to not care if you fail. Mm-hmm. And so if you're super anxious about it, it's not. That's not going to work out for you. Yep. Yeah. I, I think back, this was a long time ago. When I was in college, I was in a class. It was a leadership studies class, and it was about culture. And we, one of our homework assignments was to go to something, whether it was a prison or another church, where you know it, we felt like it was uncomfortable for us mm-hmm. and to open up and learn and whatnot. And I remember going to uh, my, the first church that I'd been to that wasn't Catholic. And I just felt so stressed. And, you know, in the Catholic church, you know exactly what to say, when to when to kneel, when to stand, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous about knowing what to do and fitting in that I don't even remember a single thing they talked about. <laughs> and yep. and it, I failed at truly opening up my mind to learn about that other religion or culture, yeah. which was my homework. Right. And I remember leaving and I was so focused on me and what I was doing and how I appeared to others, and did I look like an outsider that I didn't, I didn't truly, I wasn't present like I was supposed to be. Yeah. I can think of it another time when I spent the night at a homeless shelter, mm-hmm. and that was, I feel like because I was with a group, that stress was decreased. But if I was by myself, it probably would have been more of this destructive anxiety zone. Yeah. But I was with a group of college students, and you know, we we had conversation. I wasn't alone. It felt safe. So sometimes that community piece can make take it from the destructive anxiety zone to yeah. this third zone that we're going to talk about for ideal growth. Yeah, and something I was thinking about when you said that is that you didn't, when you were at that church service, you didn't experience it because you were stuck yes. in your head. And that I experienced that when I when anxiety comes around. I think uh, one of the great examples for me is when I'm playing music and I have to start thinking about something else. Like something goes wrong and I have to figure out how to fix it or I have to so... Last weekend, I was playing music, um, some worship songs before we started an event at church, and I forgot, or we, the whole group forgot to announce that the words to the songs were available. And so in the middle of the song, I realized that. And so I'm trying to figure out, when do I say this? How do I say this? Do I say it in the middle of the song? Do I wait until the song's over? Do I? And so I'm starting to process that, and I'm stuck in my own head, and I'm not experiencing what's actually happening mm-hmm. in the moment because that anxiety and the anxiety level wasn't even that high. I just was a little bit anxious about it and trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. How do I fix this? And so I'm not in the, in the moment. Yeah. And that definitely, it takes away yeah. from the true experience that you yes. want to have. Yeah. Let's talk about our third zone here. Oh yes, let's. And it is labeled quite, uh, quite basically, but it tells you exactly what it is. The The third zone is f- the zone of ideal growth. And 
So which one is best? <laughs> which one is best? I wonder. Uh, <laughs> Russian develop, developmental psychologist. Oh my gosh, you're going to have to help me say this one. Vygotsky. Lev Vygotsky. 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 Yep. Called this the zone of proximal. Proximal. Oh my gosh, now I can't talk you development. <laughs> you got proximal this. development. Yep, there you go. Uh, so it's really cool as you Google comfort zones to actually see. And, and I, I do picture this pendulum and this, we've got, uh, slow growth, we swing all the way over to destructive anxiety, then we come back to the center and it's that zone of ideal growth by our Russian friend <laughs> who, who labeled that for us. And this is that place where you'll find the task that you can perform um, if you put in the extra effort and received proper support. So this is that space where you you don't have so much anxiety, where you self-destruct, Right. However, you know this is going to be difficult and you're going to need support and you're going to have to put in extra effort. You can't just go on autopilot and be fine. And some some examples here, this is like reading a book and then taking a class on the same subject. So getting that support from a teacher in a classroom, community, uh, trying out new marketing strategy under the guidance of a business coach, or maybe it's uh, a new business structure altogether embarking on regular exercise program and hiring a personal trainer to advise you through the process, Mm, maybe a nutrition coach, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe CrossFit, who knows? Who knows? What's that? (laughs) Uh, And this, in this zone is where you grow the fastest according to research because your teacher or guide provides the instruction, direction, and a perspective that you can't get by yourself. Um, The self-study requires trial and error, which takes time and money and brings unpredictable results. So the key here, you do need outside support and that is going to help you see a new perspective, a different perspective and grow even faster. Yeah. And it requires your effort. It's, it's interesting because this is almost, uh, I'm trying to, as I'm thinking about this, it's almost like you could be in any of these zones, but you have Mm -hmm. to choose to be in, in the third one. You have to choose to put in that extra effort. But you could stay in the slow growth one or you could end up in... I, I Sometimes we don't have an option. We just end up in yeah. the anxiety one because something's thrown at us. Or or it's a tell, right? Your boss says, I need you to do right. this. Yeah. yeah. And But the third one, you have to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And I really think when I think back to the whole what inspired this podcast, this third one, Ash and I hired a coach, a gymnastics coach, to help teach us how to handstand walk so I could do this competition and we tapped on other athletes uh, to help practice some of these workouts. I remember the first time I practiced the workout with clean and jerks. I did it with Shelby from our gym. Yeah. And I ended up doing that workout three times. Woo-hoo, who knew? <laughs> and so practice and coaches or guides, all of that, it's making that intentional decision to, to take that on. Hmm. It doesn't just happen organically. Yeah. And... I think that point of making the extra effort to of not just saying, yes, I'm willing to do this, but also having to put that energy and time into it. You have to decide it's a value. Yep. The hours that we just went to the gym for an hour and tried to walk on our hands. Right. Yep. Talked about the economy in between things. And fell over, over and over <laughs> again. Over and over again. I talked about the economy. You make it sound like uh, <laughs> we're really intellectual and know what's going on in the world. Clearly. Clearly. (laughs) Okay. We've talked about three different zones. We know this zone for ideal growth, identified by our Russian friend, is the ideal place to be. And like Ash said, you have to make that conscious choice to be in that zone. So why should we step in 
to this zone. Five quick reasons why. First off, it develops your inner strength. Without a doubt, when I think back to challenging myself to learn how to handstand walk and do unbroken muscle up synchronized with a ninja in our gym, uh, that internally definitely made me feel like a stronger person and a strength I didn't know I had. And I don't mean that physically, I mean mentally. Yeah. It builds your confidence for sure. Um, I feel like anytime you do something you've never done before, that's going to build your confidence. It builds your ability to adapt to change. When I think about a choice that I made outside of that comfort zone, it was to move. And I know Ash has moved as well. Moving from my home state of Kansas to Indiana, it made me so much more adaptable to change how things were done differently, even just you know having to be a big kid and pay for my own house and all of that <laughs> stuff. So adaptability to change. Number four, it makes us more creative. And if you think about that last zone, we talk about seeing a different perspective, that opening up our eyes, getting outside our comfort zone just allows us to be more creative because we can see an even bigger side of the picture. Yeah. Number five, last one, you wouldn't otherwise know what could have been. (sighs) What a sad thought. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting, but it's also sad. Yes. Anytime someone asks me like, hey, should I ask so-and-so if they would, you know, do this with me or whatever? Mm-hmm. What's, I always say, what's the harm in asking? Yeah. If they say no, okay. But you, you know. never know if they'll say yes unless right. you ask. And you don't know what you're capable of until you do it. Yep. Especially physical things, but physical things extend into emotional things and intellectual things. You don't know what you can do until you do it. Exactly. So those are the five key reasons you should step into this zone of ideal growth, develop that inner strength, build your confidence, Build your ability to adapt to change, makes you more creative, and this beautiful, beautiful one, number five, you wouldn't otherwise know what could have been. I think the creativity one is the most interesting to me. It's Mm -hmm. not something I would have necessarily connected the dots on, but that does totally make sense because when you're able to think outside your comfort zone, you are able to see different things that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise and be willing to try those things, and Mm -hmm. that makes total sense, but it's not something I would have connected. I'm going to use a music example, which is rare coming from me. Please do. Uh, I think, so I was actually in jazz band. I played the trombone. What? So hot. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I play the trombone, jazz band. And I think back to even musicians, like musicians at some point had to step outside that comfort zone of this is how we play music, whether it was rock and roll or jazz. I remember in jazz band, I had a solo and there was, there were, there was nothing on my music sheet. And my instructor said, no, Becky, you just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you just blow on that trombone and you you do whatever you want. And I was like, Whoa, this is so weird. And it was it was like the coolest freeing thing. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day can't even tell you what I did because it changed every time. Yeah. And so that that creativity, look at that music example, stepping outside that. the notes, the notes on your music uh, and being creative. Yeah. But even with jazz, there are guidelines. I mean, you're playing yep. in a certain key, you're playing a certain instrument already. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't, you're not just making any noises. Yep. Um, so there are guidelines, but you get to, to draw within those guidelines and that's exciting. Yeah. Comfort zones. Comfort zones. Speaking from experience, it is hard. However, if you make that conscious effort, it is a really satisfying feeling when you can look back and say, wow, that's what could have been. I didn't know I could do that. So if someone is hypothetically 
feels like they're stuck in slow growth or maybe they keep ending up in the anxiety portion zone of this, what would you say, what's their first step? What would their first step be to getting into the ideal growth zone? For me, the first step is identifying what are going back to your superhero creed Mm -hmm. or saying, what are my values and where do I want to grow and where am I stagnant? And, you know, maybe as you look at your superhero creed, it says, you know, I aspire to be a great wife or uh, an awesome mother. And you're like, man, I haven't really put any effort into that. Or, you know, maybe I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and try to take a swimming class with my baby. That totally freaks me out. (laughs) I have not done that, by the way. (laughs) But this is probably a good thing to teach my baby to float in water. (laughs) So, so for me, it's, it's, it's really grounding on who's the person you want to be. What do you care about? And where are you stagnant? Where are you stuck where you haven't grown? And making that conscious decision to say, okay, I health is important to me. I've been doing the same thing for a year. I want to challenge myself health-wise to become even more fit. And I'm going to ask a buddy to do some extra endurance training with me. And it's going to be painful, but I'm going to do it. So yeah. something, something to that would be my recommendation for folks who say, where do I want to start? I would say, what do you care about? Who do you aspire to be? And where are you lacking right now? Or you could focus. I love that. That's awesome. Any recommendations from you? No, I mean, that is exactly what I would say. I think decide something, either something, yeah, that's valuable to you and what you care about, or just something if you want to start kind of easy or not Mm -hmm. easy, but start simple, something that you just want to do. I mean, there doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a value in it necessarily, but something you want to do, but you've been scared to do and try it. Yep. I know often people say skydiving, you know, they're like, oh, I could never do that. And you don't have to start that big. It does not mm-hmm. have to be that big. It could be something small. It could be going to a restaurant by yourself because you're like, I, I just want to go out by myself and enjoy some alone time, but mm-hmm. also eat delicious food. I mean, it could be that simple yeah. and it'll get you out of your comfort zone and have someone, you know, check in on you and tell you, oh, this is a great restaurant to go to. You can still use that support and that accountability. And yeah. yeah. So our challenge to you. Get outside your comfort zone. Get outside your Do comfort it. zone. <laughs> we're gonna make up. We're gonna make up some songs. Yeah. Song about motivation. We need song about comfort zones. Yeah, we do. <laughs> if only we could get paid for our creative jingles. Oh, well, if only. If only. Well, well, yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thanks for joining us, you box Awkward. breakers. Awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. We're gonna talk about a little bit of the same, sort of the same concept of where you're stuck. Mm. which is, I know I get stuck when I am tired. So we're going to talk about being tired. So it's a little bit different from comfort zone and yet also kind of the same. So keep that melatonin in the cabinets. You don't want it for this one. (laughs) You want to be alert because we're going to be tired. No, just kidding. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye.